And he's here. He is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Do us a quick favor, guys. Hit the follow subscribe button. Share this with someone who would benefit from it. And help us grow, as the more we grow, the better the episodes we get. Thanks, guys, for helping us. And let's get into the episode. Welcome back to this episode of Scott the Podcast. Today, I am giving a quick update to everyone. Now, if you haven't been keeping up to date with me on LinkedIn, which quite possibly you haven't, and even then, I probably haven't shared too much on LinkedIn. But, as you can tell, I am in a different place. I'm in different clothes, you know. I'm in shorts. I am not rugged up as I should be. That is because I have decided to move back to Australia. Now, that's what the episode's going to be about today. About my decision about coming back to Australia because it is a not out of nowhere although it definitely was at the time very out of nowhere I guess but I'll be kind of talking a little bit and I'm just going to be freestyling essentially uh, I don't have much of a plan just wanted to update everyone and it would even be good for me just to clarify a few things just with myself about thinking about it and then for reflection in the future I guess I think because it's such a big decision, I do have to address it with myself, obviously. I didn't just think about it and then do it. I had to speak with many different people. I had to tick off certain checks and do all of these different things before I actually went with this decision. But let's break it down. So, a few months ago, I actually haven't even really spoken about this too much. But a few months ago, let's say, okay, September... The beginning of September, I think it was the first, maybe, I had surgery. Now, this surgery, I'll, I'll have to make an episode of this as well, but this surgery also came out of nowhere. It was a non-football related injury, I guess you could call it. And essentially, it was at a very bad part of the year to where the season had just begun to start in most countries. Therefore, finding a team would be completely taken away because I am having surgery. So at the beginning of September, I am having surgery and then I make the decision to move to Budapest. Now, this move to Budapest was always something that I've thought about as a worst case scenario. Now, when I say worst case scenario, it's not a bad scenario. It would just be in the, in the case that I didn't find team in Germany, I would essentially move to Hungary and more specifically Budapest, because there I would ideally have my citizenship, which was another reason you'll find out later on to why I left Germany and left Europe in itself. But I had it as a backup. So if I am a Hungarian citizen, then theoretically, it's easier for me to find a team because there's no rules or obligations that don't allow me to play for that team. So for example, when I played in Germany, there was the issues of me not being a German, therefore they have to have a certain amount of Germans in the team. And anyone who is a German is seen as not repellent, but it's just not ideal for them. Therefore, there was always this friction when it came to finding a German plot. So 
that was always something that I had to not worry about, but keep in mind. And my feeling and my thought would be that going to Budapest, it would be easier to find, not necessarily find a team, but to be able to play for a team because there's no limitation in terms of nationality. Now, I moved to Budapest. I was still injured when I first moved there. And if you listen to the episode with Val and myself, we spoke about what happened when I first got to Budapest, when I got sick, food poisoned or whatever it was, which set me back, unfortunately. When I got to Budapest, I believe a month after the surgery. So yeah, it would have been exactly a month after. So the 1st of October, I arrived. This is when I was able to start in the gym again. So I had started running a little bit, 15 minutes max. That was it. Then the next week, I started playing football again. Now, this was a problem. I went to playing full football waiting. My first session was a team training. Now, this was because I had spoken with someone who was in Budapest, who was Australian, and he just said, come train with us. Now, that's my fault. I should have... I actually... When I say this, I don't know how I would have reacted differently because I was going off advice. Now, I'm not saying that it's the person who gave me advice's fault. That's not what I'm saying here. But I'm saying that I listened to advice that was probably wrong. And then my actions kind of led me to going down the wrong path. Now, if I heard that advice or if I didn't, to be honest, I don't think it actually would have changed. I think that advice that I got was actually just a confirmation that what I was thinking was right. It wasn't in the end. I thought that after a month of being out, at that time it was actually six weeks. So I had done the beginning of training and etc. And I got into team training and it wasn't that it was painful. It was that I was reluctant. And I was reluctant because if I got hit in this area, it would be horrible for me and it would be not just painful, it would be very bad for my recovery. And it would be worse than the actual surgery was most likely. Now, I'm not going to go into what the surgery was because I'll save that for another episode, but if you're picking up what I'm putting down, it's not in a good place. And essentially... I was scared of getting hit and it wasn't painful. There was uncomfort when I was diving and doing things related to goalkeeping, but it wasn't too big of an issue. Uh, it was more the, the fear of getting hit. And that's not necessarily a bad fear. That's I shouldn't have gone into training that early. So it was a good fear to have. I'm, I'm glad that my body was actually telling me, no, I shouldn't be doing this. But that led me to, during my second session with this team, probably the most confused I'd ever been in the training session. I literally couldn't even foresee the rest of the training session now. Now, this training session was very low quality. It's just the players were playing for fun. It was um, a fourth division team pretty much. So all, not even amateur, not even semi professional They played fun. So I was like, just so confused. I was in the session and I couldn't stop thinking about what now? I'm, I'm so far off at the moment. And I was also told that, first of all, if I don't have my citizenship, I can't play in the third or second division in Hungary. Now, 
I don't have my citizenship to this day. Now, if I get it in a month's time, then great, I can play in Hungary. But I don't think it's worth it. Now, I'll go into that a little bit later. But I find out that I can't play in the Hungarian leagues if I don't have my Hungarian citizenship. Sure, I could play for a first and for team. But that's going to be extremely hard, first of all, in mid-season. Second of all, as a goalkeeper. And third of all, uh, just as a foreigner itself. So that's going to be difficult. Pretty much ruled out. Therefore, I'm only aiming for a second or third. They're both semi-professional leagues. Actually, I think the second division will be classified as professional. The third is semi. And that, to me, I would have taken it. But I told, I just said, I can't get that because I don't have my citizenship. Now, let's say, assuming that I get my citizenship tomorrow, just by chance, which is possible, it shouldn't have taken this long, but it has. Let's assume that I would get it. Now, the problem is they finished their season in, I think, a week. So they finished their midpoint of the season, that I should clarify. So in... The colder parts of Europe, they typically have a winter break, which goes for a few months. In Hungary, it goes for around two to three months. In Germany, in most places, it goes for around a month or two. But where I was in Germany, it goes anywhere from two to three months, which is ridiculous. That's longer than their pre-season and their off-season. So their off-season and pre-season is one month. So from the day that they finish their season to the day they start their new season, I think they have one week off and then they start pre-season three weeks and then they start their season on the following. So it's very back-to-back and that's kind of what it is in Europe, in the in the colder parts of Europe. And, and when we're talking even colder parts of Europe, they just have their season during the summer. So that was what I was tossing up. Now, to toss up even more, I have to realize about finding a team even if i could get that citizenship so let's say that i got it the next day finding a team is going to be very difficult because they only have a few weeks left right so i've only been i haven't even been back for a week so i'm only talking two to three weeks ago where i had this realization so i didn't even plan for me to come back to australia three weeks ago if you in fact around three weeks ago i was actually speaking with my mom about finding a car to buy and to like lease essentially and I was saying to my mom, I'll probably be here for the next five years anyways. I can pay it off in five years. Time. That's how far I'm thinking ahead. And I'm thinking I'm never going to come back to Australia. The next few days later, I've actually booked my ticket already. Now that's crazy. Now, to the point where I was saying, okay, assuming that I got the citizenship, assuming that they, that I can find a team before they go off the winter break, or... In February, when they just start, so there's no there's no real preseason there. It's just they start their season because it's it's second and third division. They're not really that professional, so they're not easing into it. They're basically just kickstarting again. Now, even if I found a team, is mid-season good enough for me to go and find a team in the second or third division? First of all, okay, I've got half a season to become the number one because I won't come in as the number one that's just how it is in football especially for my first year in men's football like full-time men's football in terms of games I'm not just going to come in as the first goalkeeper even if I was better than everyone 
they're not going to just do that switch. That's not how football works. Even if it's a semi-professional team, you don't really care that much. That's just not how football works. Also, I probably just wouldn't take that in the first place if it was that much of a quick, like, quick flip, essentially. But regardless, if I found a team, is it worth the first few months trying to become the number one goalkeeper? And then after that, having three months of being the number one goalkeeper, let's say I get anywhere from five to ten games in at very best. Is it worth it? And just remember that we're also running the risk of not finding a team, not being eligible. There's so many different things that are actually fully against me. I'm eligible for an under-23 team from a first division club, but second division teams don't really have many under-23 teams. But also, those under-23 teams all play in the third division. Therefore, I'm not eligible for the third division anyways. So all of these things are compounding and stacking against me. And I've never really had this. Most of the time, I've always been able to control and make the best out of a situation. But this situation was so against me because of time and the time pressure. And then also because it's my first year of complete men's football. There were so many things against me. And I'm not using that as an excuse because there's still things against me. But I'm saying that that's the reason why, and I kind of put this to what the best move on the chessboard is, I have to figure out. And me assessing that, I spoke to many people. I immediately rang up one of my friends right after the training session. I immediately rang up Charlie, Charlie Miller. I, re I immediately rang up Val, and I'm speaking with them, and I'm getting their opinions on it. And I'm not basing my actions off their opinions, necessarily. At the end of the day, I'm going to have the last say. But for those people, they can have a lot of influence on it. And when I spoke with those three people, and I'm not just saying those three people were the only people that I spoke to. There were many more. I spoke to old coaches. I spoke to people who have helped me in Europe. I've, I've done much more work than that. But And of course, my family, like that's a, that's a big one in itself. The main consensus was the best move on the chessboard right now would be to return back to Australia because I've got a full season in front of me in Australia. So rather than going from a 2022-23 season that I had in Germany and potentially missing the whole season due to the injury and not finding a club, missing the 22, sorry, missing the 23-24 season in Europe could be really bad. That's just very unattractive for goalkeepers to miss a full season, especially at my age, because it just looks like I quit, essentially, but that's not what happened. So, the reason why I decided to come back to Australia is because of the following. The, all of these things were against me, right? Even if I could get my passport and citizenship, there's so many things against me. You've got to realize goalkeeping, fighting a goalkeeper position is so difficult because even if they do have an injury, Let's say the first keeper gets injured. Well, they've got two other goalkeepers underneath them. This third goalkeeper is only there if, let's say, he becomes better than one of them and then someone else someone else becomes the third. Or, I mean, realistically, you only really need two goalkeepers in a men's team. The third goalkeeper is there is so that there is always two. So if the number one gets injured, then these two become number one and two and this guy's out. Because if this guy gets sent off, then he is the number one 
and then they probably don't even need someone on the bench until this guy comes back or if they do they get a unique player and that's just that's just goalkeeping so even if they have an injury or something like that in the season they probably won't be looking for another goal in mid-season so there's so many different things about just my position and my age and all of these things that are just against me at this time so going into the 2024 season now there is only a 2024 season in Australia so when I look at that and I'm going off okay 2022-23 I'm with a team 2024 I'm with a team rather than missing the 2023-24 in Germany so then I would only be 2024-25 now I've missed a whole season in between but if I was to add the Australian season in here and ditch that then I've got a complete season I've just had a very long break in between but to the eye it doesn't look like that because essentially pre-season has started now in Australia so I'm actually going into the transition I've just had a pre I've just had a longer end season I've just returned to Australia now I'm back in Australia and it came as I said all of a sudden I booked my tickets only a few let's say maybe 14 days ago crazy okay it's not easy to actually logistically do one of my biggest challenges was moving all of my things bear in mind i had just moved all my things one month ago from germany to budapest now what that looked like is i had to pack my apartment up in germany i had to hire a car i had to drive all my belongings to my cousins and then i had to drive back to my house in germany and then i had to make my way over to hungary that's not easy. Bear in mind that I still have stuff with me. So I've got maybe 100 kilograms of stuff. Let's say 70% is with my family in Germany and 30% I'm carrying with me. So I make my way over to Hungary from Nuremberg, which is close to where I am, to in Germany, sorry, from Nuremberg to Budapest is, so I think it's 600 kilometers. So, by bus, that was 13 hours. That's horrible. It was the worst bus trip I've ever had. I was sitting next to a guy who hadn't had a shower in about seven years. And then to my left was a guy who every five minutes was gone for a smoke. And you could smell it. So, I was entrenched between two stinky guys for 13 hours. It was horrible. I just couldn't sleep because I went overnight as well. And I'd never done the overnight trip on public transport. But the reason why I did it is because I didn't have training the next morning. Because bear in mind, I was still Egypt. So this was crazy in itself. I get to Budapest. I fall sick. I was bad. You know the story if you've listened to it. And then the training, I come into it too early. 